Welcome back to the Chasing Podcast with Richard. The Chasing Podcast. The Chasing Podcast? The Chasing Podcast. This is now the Chasing Podcast. We're Chasing Podcasts. I think it's called yeah. the Richard Oliver Podcast. I think that's what we've renamed it after my <laughs> monologue from last week. <laughs> <laughs> Stop bad. We can go with that. 32 minutes of Richard. Ooh, that was a sorry. lot of Richard. I enjoyed that it. That is a it lot may- of Richard and... Uh, that is not a sentence you should say very often. Mm, I can understand. No one wants that. No one. Anna no one does. wants too much. Ah, bless you. Surely. Although I feel sometimes... Who's, who's Shirley? Um, sometimes I feel she doesn't. How are we doing, gentlemen? Another week is upon us, and it's a big week this week. Why? Why is it a big week? Well, by the sounds of it, Brian was just passing... Uh, kidney stone, but uh, <laughs> it's a big week because on, uh, well, yesterday, in fact, we released a new pedal. Another new pedal. What? It's like a, not even a month. What? Well, it is a month after our last one. Yeah, so this is, uh, well, I, I think rather than me talk about it, why don't we ask the man himself to talk about it? Blake, tell us all about the new, no, okay. Brian. <laughs> all right, let me tell you about this new pedal. First of all, what it'll do for you. If you plug it in, it'll make sounds. It'll, like, like if you plug your guitar into it and turn it on, it will make your guitar sound different than if you didn't have it plugged in. You know what I mean? Amazing. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. And if you it turn the how knobs, does it do this? it'll, it, well, if you turn the knobs, it also will make it sound even more different than it did before. Well, Bright, you know that when we mm. wrote the copy, we included the word wizardry. So the answer is wizardry. It does it, it via is, wizardry. Uh, it let me dial magic, back. As is it, all of our audio. Mm-hmm. All, all, all of our pedals are magical. Uh, it is the Moxie. It is a miniature TS10 inspired Tube Screamer clone, which I thought was an interesting move, Bry. So why don't you yeah, talk we to me about tin. it? Yeah, so with the tin, see, there's uh, 220 ohms of resistance that goes on between the Have first and those buffer figures? and the first non-inverting op amp, see. Um, yeah, so you have that. And so... <laughs> I'll talk quietly. Don't want to wake the kids up. Sorry, well, you guys... Are... Who? Oh, Yeah. <laughs> John Mayer. Um, John Mayer. See, this yeah. is a uh, mm-hmm. this is a non-signature signature version. Is what this Uh-oh. says. Well, is that, uh, he went there. Yeah. He yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. An unauthorized John- signature. Version. <laughs> yeah. Unauthorized John Mayer signature, but not signature pedal. Unauthorized, non-signed, nothing to do with. John knows version. nothing about yeah. it. He didn't have right. any idea. Doesn't what's even coming, know but... our company <laughs> exists, but we're going to mention his exactly. name right now, just in case you need a bit of help. <laughs> mm-hmm. And word on the street is uh, David Gilmore uses these as well. I mean, I don't know whose uh-huh. street, and I don't know who wrote what? the word, but I saw a word, and it was on a street, and it literally was a piece of paper that said David Gilmore. Sure, it seems like. like I think it was Maybe the there was a podcast episode where a couple guys Googled about maybe some guy named Stevie, Stephen Raymond Vaughn or something. Um, maybe, hmm. possibly. Hmm. Seems like that might have happened. Never heard of him. Okay. Never uh, heard of him. Anyway, uh, he was, he was David the Bowie's again? greatest never guitar player. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. So, 
Uh, let me try and spark your brain cells back into action again, Bri, because you sure. seem to have stuttered into pause mode once again. Um, <laughs> <laughs> we, we, we Sleep need to, mode activated. <laughs> Please install more peanut butter. Yeah. Delivery. I'm just going to download new firmware. One second, please. <laughs> mm-hmm. That is the sexiest pickup line ever. <laughs> Baby. <laughs> Would you like to see me download some firmware? That's terrible. Uh, that's, um, that's Patreon talk. Patreon yeah, talk. That, <laughs> that came out of nowhere, a propos of nothing. But um, so, yes, we have two switches on this that make it more than just a tube screamer, Bry. We have a switch on the left, yes. which I shall refer to as the left hand switch, and a switch on the right, which is the fat yes. switch. So we have a voice switch and a fat switch. So the voice switch on mm-hmm. the left. I think that's the, I've got that the right way around. Someone will correct me if I haven't, because I can't look at it right now because it's dark in my office. The reason it's dark in my office is it's hot. Uh, none of this is related. And the yeah. um, the voice thing, that changes the EQ so that, like, there is a particular mid-hump delivery associated with the standard tube screamer, right? Yes. Mm-hmm. And the voice switch... It lifts the bass and the treble and associated frequencies to a more equal playing field? Sort of. So it does two things. Because if you look at the frequency of a tube screamer, you'll notice it looks like a hill. So what we need to do is you need to bring that hill down, so you lower the mids in a very wide fashion, and then you increase the bass and treble just enough so everything looks fairly transparent, with air quotes. And um, then you... Of course, after you do that, you got to boost some level back up. So you got basically several different things going on there in order to achieve that. But yeah, basically gives it a completely different voice. And then we have on the right hand side the fat switch, mm, yeah, which yeah. totally changes the pedal. I'm just going to say that right now. Mm. It literally becomes mm-hmm. a completely different pedal, and, and apparently it arouses Brian somewhat by the noises that he's making. <laughs> no, no, I'm just saying that's that's the magic. I like to call oh, that okay. switch the magic switch. I can't tell what your noises. <laughs> well, yep. I mean, I do, sound uh, the same. I, I do like my guitar tone stuff. Um, so basically what that's going to do, you're going to get... Okay, so what we're taking is we're taking MOSFET clipping. So if you think of like Zen Drive clipping, we're applying that to the circuit, and then we're increasing gain and doing some frequency crap like that. So what you get is a very gainy sort of... Sort of a Zen drivey sort of thing, but it's not a Zen drive. But so sort of the, the Zen sort of, drive, sort of that kind of clipping, though. Right. Like, and, and so that is a MOSFET based clipping on a tube screamer style circuit. Is that how that works? MOSFETs and uh, diodes use you, 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 us diodes. Yeah. Mm, lovely diodes. Um, so because you can also. Yeah. Huh? What? You say you say fat switch, and my brain all I can think about is whether I'm getting ribs or brisket tomorrow when I go to the barbecue place. That's I mean, all that I is the true you internal said fat. fat switch. Yeah, yeah, it was like you said fat switch, and I was like fat switch engaged. What am I going to do tomorrow? <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, yeah. this this almost has a barbecue honest. theme. I mean, it has a bullock theme certainly, as it, as the man on the cover is uh, the head of a bull, and the body of a Martinsville farmer smoking a pipe, I believe, uh, is this what I drew. <laughs> so that's what we went with. I mean, the, the name Moxie, you wondered... yeah, it was, you know where it came from. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
uh, what would we almost call it? I forget. Do you, we do you want almost to called that? it the Oxman because it was Oxman. a a um, anagram of a very famous manufacturer of this type of pedal. But mm-hmm. uh, in the end, we chose something a little bit more memorable, um, and people thought I was weird. They were right. I am. Um, it, yes, that is correct. Uh, but yeah, no, it was. Uh, it, we, we've had this one designed for a little while, actually. We just kind of yep. we we didn't have the right components and all of that good pandemic stuff. So I'm really happy to see this out. I think this. I think everybody's going to love. It. I mean, I've immediately removed. In fact, I sold my uh, Ibanez Tube Screamer Mini um, because this is that plus a whole lot more. Like I say, that. Hold on. So I would disagree. You never need to sell your pedals. No, no that's sell silly. Pedals. Why would you do that? <laughs> that's like saying I, you know, traded in my. I'm loyal, uh, Bry. I was like, you are no longer a friend of my pedal board, and you are not welcome on my jewel lock. <laughs> Immediately be gone to eBay with you. Now, I, I, I may have mentioned once or twice that I've bought quite an expensive guitar, so any guitar gear that I didn't want, to, you know, you made the joke about me selling off the prototypes that you send me. Mm-hmm. It wasn't It wasn't a joke. I sold them all. No, I didn't. Uh, I didn't well, sell. you know, got to do what you got to do. <clears throat> I mm-hmm. swapped them for a goat and some magic beans. That is, uh, you know, there's nothing better than than good goat beans, I suppose. <laughs> <laughs> <You know? laughs> <laughs> oh dear listener, I'm so sorry. But uh no I feel like I, I'm I think... like on heavy hallucinogens right now. Every time that soundboard yes. comes on, I'm just like, wait, wait, am I recording a podcast or or did I should I maybe not have eaten those particular mushrooms in quite such a quantity? Probably Why is Richard's not. head purple? Hmm. I mean that's just normal. I've got uh <laughs> I've got a very constricting shirt on, that's why. <laughs> 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 it looks nice uh, though. Looks good. Thanks. Mm-hmm. I'll right, be so, wearing the sports tops because it's hot. But yes, this pedal is going to be a killer, and everybody needs to not buy one. Like Henning has said, do not buy this pedal. You do not need this pedal at all. You absolutely do not need a Moxie. Nobody needs the best tube screamer on Henning, the market. Henning said that. Henning's whole video, said? Bry, is why you shouldn't buy this pedal. His whole video <laughs> is. <laughs> Nobody needs to buy this pedal. I mean, it is like the highest quality miniature tube screamer you can buy. Nobody needs it. Nobody needs a tube screamer in their life, especially not one that so, you can just flick into becoming like a completely amazing distortion oh, pedal. This is fantastic. So <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just trying to wrap up. So, so we paid Henning Paul. We paid Henning to tell people not to video. buy this pedal. This video is about, you don't need this pedal. Yeah. <laughs> Money well spent, Richard. Thank you. <laughs> I mean, I don't okay. know whether you're familiar with the internet uh, phenomena clickbait, Bri. Yeah, I am. We have I'm, made, I'm joking. We, it's a, I'm we joking. Have made, I know, but we have made the most clickbaity video possible with Henning. It is a a masterpiece, Bri. I think you're going to be very happy. I mean, look, it sells itself, Good. right? It is an incredibly high-quality tube screamer. It's got the lovely knurled metal knobs on it. It's got a lovely paint finish. Uh, graphics are kind of okay. I didn't get to put any green text on the green paint. I was very upset by oh, that. Oh, why, why uh, not? 
Yeah, Brian said something about oh, you need to be able to read it and uh, yada yada yada. That's ridiculous. You don't need to be able to read um, it. I did actually work with another artist on this as well, Brian. So uh, it is a, a little bit of a collaborative piece. Um, so exciting from that point of view too. Um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, he uh, helped with the backgrounds, which was awesome. Um, and yes, I love it muchly, muchly, and thusly, muchly. And, mm-hmm. and it, it would be a good, like the character on it, would be a good mascot for Bullshine. So I think we need to make a Bullshine t-shirt. We could. Oh, that'd be a great shirt with that character. Can you do oh. it? Can you make it look like the Red Bull image though? Yeah, I, I, yeah, I can. Yeah, now I, now an idea is forming. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And we could give that people sounds, this. That yeah. sounds super, like, super legal. <laughs> oh, everything uh-huh. I do is super legal. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Sounds like extra. That's like extra nothing. legal. It's like not only is it legal, like you might even get reimbursed by Red Bull for such things. You know? <laughs> oh, they mm-hmm. don't sue anybody either. That's the beauty of them being a world-leading global brand. They just can't afford the lawyers. Uh, oh no, that's well, me. Hold yeah, on. and they. Well, confused. you know, they they. It's not like their entire company is essentially built around just their brand because the product exactly. tastes like right. tastes like yellow. Um, but uh, uh, quick sidetrack: Have you guys yeah. ever seen the Red Bull um, soapbox derby? Oh yeah, it's cool. It's great. <laughs> I love that. So I want to enter it. C- Bry, can we make an international? Nope, never seen it. What? You've never seen it. Oh, you've got to watch it at some point. It literally, it is, it's exactly what it sounds like. It's teams of idiots who make themed soapbox races and race them down a 500-yard downhill course with ramps and jumps and, like, all of that stuff. Like, you get people doing it. I saw one in one shaped like Olaf from Frozen, uh, one shaped like an old-fashioned steam engine. Um, we could do it in a pedal. We could do it in a wah pedal. That would be aerodynamic and everything. That would be amazing. But there's, you could do one better, though, if you're talking about participating in a Red Bull event. Have you seen the Flutog? The what? Yes. The, the th- that I'm not doing. That. That's, Why not? I'm not built Why? for such activities. <laughs> and you're built for a soapbox derby? I don't understand. Definitely. The Flutog's I, I'm even all better. weight and, and streamlined by lack of hair. So I'm perfect. <laughs> um, another complete random one. Have you guys ever seen how good these wingsuit people are these days? Oh, yeah. I want to do that. Have you seen it, Bri? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Have you ever thought, I must try that? Mm, no. Okay. Every time I see it, I'm like, I want to I want to do that. I mm. want to do that so bad. Would you do like one of those extreme mm-hmm. zip lines, Bri? An extreme zip line. What is that? Yeah, well, it's like one that goes over like a mile or half a mile or something stupid down a mountain. And oh, it, I don't think I'd be scared of that. I'm not really okay. scared of heights or anything. Interesting. Then I'd why wouldn't that. you do the wingsuit? Um, because you'd forget what you were doing, scratch your balls, and crash. I think that's why. <laughs> I, I mean, I so I start thinking like. Into the details of it, like I would, I would not just put on a wingsuit and be like, "All right, I'm just going to jump off this cliff now." Like I would want to start slow and like figure out how how to maneuver it properly. Well, sure, and, yeah, you got to go to sort of some sort of class for that, I'm sure. 
So I, I guess that's why I'm like, no, I've never really thought about it because I don't know. Just haven't. I think a wing glider would be cool though. I'm kind of, well, I was, that's where I was going with the next. I'm kind of fascinated by like uh, paramotoring at the moment. Have you seen that? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. That's where you got basically like a, wait, I think it's like a glider, but it has a little motor on the back. Well, so right? they've got that style, but the one I'm talking about is sort of similar, except it's literally like a, more like a parachute and like a backpack that yeah. you just like. You just like oh, yeah, start like it. a, 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 like a big fan like Mo you. in The Simpsons, where Mo comes yes. and rescues everybody. Yes, but I've been watching people do that, and I've heard some podcasts with people doing that, and I'm like, that sounds like so much fun. But I uh, mean, the dream has always yeah. been flying without uh, <laughs> without a plane. So uh, any way of doing it in- interests me. But I'm kind of with Brian. I'd be like testing this. 40 centimeters above the ground. Right. And like, let me start higher. on the second step this time and then yeah. try it. <laughs> but with the wingsuit, that would cause an issue because you need a certain amount of height of to, velocity. Get to, the, yeah. Yeah, to get the speed and lift. Mm-hmm. So you'd just be <laughs> diving onto a pavement. <laughs> here, <laughs> like, in, uh, here in southern Indiana, we probably would have like tie a rope around us and then have someone pull us behind an old pickup truck down the road. Yeah, that sounds about you know? right. That's probably how we would test that out. You start on rollerblades. Yeah, you start on rollerblades and you hold on to it like you're skiing. (laughs) There you go. Get out Mm -hmm. of rollerblades. Good idea. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that won't go badly at all. Especially (laughs) with the famously smooth Indiana roads that I experienced while I was there. And not at all just like gravel with some tar poured over it. Yeah. Yeah. I was was genuinely kind of astonished. I was like, these roads are... Well, they're they're roads in the technical sense. Um, they're they're a lot different than the Oregon roads. Let me just put it that way. Yeah, our uh, our government doesn't really believe in doing anything like that. They'd rather uh, put their money on other things. That never mind. They'd yeah, let's still get political things. here, Brian. <laughs> uh, but yeah. let me tell you something. Yeah, yeah. Talking put their about money roads. in other things that never mind. How did roads, we get here? How did, um, how did that happen? Via Nirvana, apparently. Um, roads. In Oregon, are they made of cheese? The answer is probably no, but I thought that. And then when I thought it, I was reminded I got my full access to the Dahl-E AI program the other day. So you've seen how the memes you of... You I have to know just sign up. I had to wait like three months to get it, or two months. I forget how long. I've, I've lost count. But anyway, you only get a certain number of credits a month, but I asked it to do a 3D rendering of the Manhattan skyline in Brie and Cheddar, and it was fantastic it can do some really clever things it's a long way off i asked it to do a picture of a cowboy riding a goat pulled chariot through america and from a distance (laughs) it looked really good but if you zoomed in on that cowboy's face it wasn't brian it was just very weird but it's very scary how good this ai is Mm. i've definitely designed at least one new pedal with it already I wasn't all that impressed with the mini version, so that's why I never signed up with it. I was like, this mini version, it's kind of just making nonsense. Um, yeah. It's but, less uh, nonsensical. I'm going to send you an it's image. It's still impressive. Hey. I understand it's early stage, but yeah. Speaking of nonsense, I uh, I bought a wireless. You oh, did? I've did never, you go with? I've never, uh, I mean, I've played with a wireless before, but I've never owned one. No, we and discussed this last decided- week, right? Did we? No, yeah, we, no, we, we talked you about you looking at them last week. Yeah, oh, okay, yeah. yeah. So I did about a line six is what I ended up going with. Oh, you went for the line six to, in the end. Yeah, okay. 
Based on the like recommendation it? from my uh, sweet water cells representative, Charlie. Um, I like. It was great, fantastic. Um, it was just great. Worked. It worked extremely well and sounded really, really good. So, yeah, I'm very happy. So that. So not only am I using well, if you you weren't if you didn't listen to the Patreon last week, you missed out because I also used MIDI at a gig last week. Ooh. Yeah, I mean, which is not common for me. I don't usually use MIDI, but I I set up my metaverse in such a way that I needed the MIDI, and it worked great as well. I used a what is it called, uh, One Control? Yeah, that's what it's called. Right? Is that what it is? Yeah. Um, and so it worked worked much better than my ES5 for what I need to do. So, the ES5 is a beast. That, mm-hmm. It requires work, but I've I've rebuilt my board around it, Brian. It's so good. My new board is fantastic. Yep. I'm just going to let you know that. Um, so, some interesting yeah. thoughts on the Captor X, though. Right, I've had a Captor X for a while. I've, I mean, I've been using Captors for a long time, uh, years. But I just uh, I got a Captor X to use specifically for like gig situations where I wanted IR or you know IR loaders yep. or whatever. And uh, talked to Justin Bryant and Jason Wilding quite a bit about just like dialing in all the sounds that I wanted from uh, Torpedo, mm-hmm. their two-note software. And so I, so I settled on some just some of the best sounds I think I've ever heard in like a, a software to make. I don't want to say make IRs because it's a little more complicated than IRs, but um, but to like do really realistic amp sim- or cabinet simulation, and um, but, <laughs> I guess the the I was talking to the sound guy, professional sound guy, and I was always asking him, I'm like, how 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 did the sound go with me? I'm like, you know, I was explaining the situation. I, I was doing this and this and this, and I'm trying to get it as, as the best I can. He said. I did not. I, your EQ was flat. It was perfect. It was. And he's like, normally I'm adjusting EQs on each guitar player. He's like, yours was flat. I took out a little bass around 40 hertz just because you don't need it. And he's like, it, it was. It was perfect. And that's uh, like to me, I'm like, wow. That's not something you normally hear on a live mix sound, you know, for guitar and stuff. That guy clearly doesn't, he's never experienced me playing because obviously I need that 40 hertz and lower, please. <laughs> no, it's, uh, man, I was really, really pleasantly surprised and, and especially comparing it with um, oh, the Ox, mm-hmm. uh, another guitar right. player is using the Ox. And um, we, were, we were just kind of, kind of talking about it. So there's three guitar, four guitars in all. Two of us are using the Captor X, one of them is using the Ox. The only the I actually like the Captor X better, but the my main thing that I don't like about the Captor X I like about the Ox is the attenuation. There mm-hmm. needs to be another level of attenuation yeah, on the Captor I, X that's not so drastic. Yeah, I agree because I've got mine. I use mine as an um, basically just as an attenuator. I don't mm-hmm. really do any of the. Uh, I, I sometimes mess around with it, but I don't need to because I've got some really good plugins as well. But anyhow, uh, I found it was like pretty much all or nothing with that attenuator. I have got one spot that was okay, but it wasn't mm-hmm. as good at attenuating as, for example, the uh, the Tone King Iron Man was. The Tone King Iron Man has like four settings, I think, and every one of them you're yeah. like, oh, I could use that for this, I could use that. But it is a really clean uh, attenuator. It's a very mm-hmm. good 
piece of kit, uh, and and I'm glad you got some some real yeah. use out of it because so, something we discovered the ox always attenuates a little bit, always. So you never get oh, your really? full signal through. The, that's that was my experience. Now I haven't talked uh-huh. to James Santiago yet, but from my experience, from you know, like when the guys were over, you know, running through gear and stuff, it seemed like it still attenuates. Maybe, maybe it's two or two dB or something. It's a little bit. It's not drastic, but um, I didn't didn't like that about the ox. Like I want, I like how with the Capture X, when you go zero, like no attenuation, it literally is basically just there's literally is no attenuation at all. It's 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 your your complete amp sound. So I don't know. For me, man, as of right now, I think I, I'm a Capture X person. You know? Interesting. Mm-hmm. Hmm. The software good. is not the, the Ox the UA software. I think looks a lot better, um, and, and for someone that doesn't like to fiddle with stuff, it's probably better for you. But right. um, the capture has so many options. Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm a fiddler, so like I want I I want all those. I had options. heard that about you. Yeah, so, um, yeah, it is yeah. A, like it's illegal in some of, states of the stuff. Oh, okay. Um, <laughs> so yeah, no. Uh, I spent a lot of time with pedals in the last week because, as I say, I, I've totally I got a treble booster. I got the Brian May treble booster. You were right last week. It is essentially a modified Range Master. Um, it has a few different settings and a few little, you know, bells and whistles on it to make it easy to dial in. It's so good. It's, I mean, on the Soldano, it it completes that amp for me because sometimes when you're just in like full overdrive mode on the SLO thirty. And you were in a solo, you just think, oh, I just need to push it a little bit more. And it's the, the best boost for doing that. But what I also did with my new board, uh, well, one, I discovered that if you try and wire up uh, two metaverses and a terraform on one daisy chain, you is getting noise. I'm just going <laughs> to let you know that oh. now. Oh. Yeah. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. But, but actually, two metaverses on a daisy chain was perfectly fine. It just didn't like it with the Terraform, and I think it was because it was a 500 milliamp rail, and I would have been, you know... Ugh. Also, I think my daisy chain was a bit dodgy, because it was one position on it. So anyhow, I reconfigured the power. Um, but two metaverses, Bri, is something you're going to have to try. Because what I did is I've got them both set up, and in uh, a particular song by a particular band, one kicks in at like 750 milliseconds, and one kicks in at 450 milliseconds, and gives you this pulse over it that is to die for, Bri. You've got to hear it. And what band would this be? This would be a band called Dokken. I don't know whether you're familiar with them. <laughs> they were quite big in the oh, 1980s. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. This Dave Gilmore and Dokken? <laughs> I don't remember maybe, that. Maybe, maybe Pink Floyd. Maybe Comfortably Numb. Maybe. Take a shot. Um, no. <laughs> take a shot. Take okay, a shot. Here we go. Pink Hold Floyd, on. take a shot. <laughs> mm-hmm. Drink it all. Good man. There we go. Good man. All right. <laughs> now, anyway, about uh, <laughs> what were we talking about? Um, dude, honestly, I I know I am basically uh, smelling my own flatulence at this point and, and talking about it. But You do that a lot, this, yeah. Mm-hmm. I do it a lot because I'm telling you, this metaverse, this is a great pedal, Bri. I, I, I honestly... Yeah, it's okay. Oh, dude, <laughs> and two of them. Oh. <laughs> no. Forget about uh, yeah, it. Yeah, I mean, that's... Well, I, wouldn't, uh, I wouldn't know. Wouldn't know. Wouldn't have any idea. 
It could be good. You're on the next list to get one when Brian only <laughs> releases them every now and then. I'm only allowed to release it. It's like, like Easter but eggs. you okay? have two. No, I have I have one and I have a prototype circuit board in a very dodgy housing with some tape on it. Uh, and, That's the one uh, I want. That's got well, the mojo. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> the the digital if, circuitry flows completely. Well, if it's completely got a mojo, you want yeah. a burnt out LED ring. Yes, it has got a burnt out LED ring. Because uh, me <laughs> well, and Jake that's the were smoke from about the LED it. is uh, that's where the tone is. Mm-hmm. Oh, honestly, I, I understand now why people love dual delays, but controversially, it's also a bit of a gimmick. Okay. You don't really need it all the time. Yes, I and do. And I use it. Yeah, you don't. Not not when you've got the ethereal, because the ethereal has that separate pulse that you can layer over it. It gets you so close to what two delays sound like. I'm like, eh, most of the time, I'm just going to be lazy and dial in the ethereal, because I only have to send it one time signature and set the subdivision of the pulse and... Bob's your uncle, and oh no, we've had this conversation. Bob is not I, So uncle. I am just trying to figure out why you're limiting yourself to only two delays. That's what I, why oh. do you only use two? See, I, I don't even need the second delay. I don't even you need, need a third and a fourth, no. possibly, yeah. I have four settings is all I needed. Was yeah, just so fine. it's basically slap back, country, country two, and country three. That's that's uh, Brian's close. presets. Close country one, country two, and then rock one and rock two. Oh basically. yes, yeah. But where Which do you mean, get the wailing, gnashing of teeth, wall of death sound from? Now, have you ever heard that in a Luke Bryan song? Because I haven't. There's no need for that. I and wail and gnash my teeth of, every time I hear a Luke Bryan song. Yes. Speaking of Luke Bryan, did you guys see that link I sent you in the text thread about the best-selling artists? Uh, I did, but I didn't. I, I meant to ask you about that. So you sent us a list of like the best. I was kind of confused because it all seemed kind of. It seemed kind of low across the I mean, board. I, firstly, it only went up to a certain year, and secondly, it only tracked certain years. I think it was from twenty two thousand and five onwards. Right. So, for example, Pink Floyd don't appear on it. Now, I'm pretty sure that when they did tour to get a hold on, damn. You should probably <laughs> yeah take a shot, and you should also. <laughs> actually explain to the listeners what we're talking about because because they don't it's a know. list of all of the best-selling um artists of all time via concert tickets sold uh and th- there are a-, a few shocks in there for me one of the big shocks was the f- aforementioned luke bryan who uh was pretty high i think he was like yeah top he's 20. pretty popular here in the states yeah right he's so when popular. you talk about him like jokingly and i'm like who like, I must sound like a real, I mean, I must sound like an extra real dick because I literally have never heard of him over here. But he is well, popular I mean, it, over there. It's an American thing, right? Like, well, I would even say it's not even all of America. It's like, it's a, no, it's a American thing. It's a, like a Southern American, maybe part of the Midwest sort of thing. Probably. But that's a big parts um, of California, maybe. You know, that is a big music buying um, uh, audience out there. So actually, he wasn't fifteen. I lied about that. I can't find. Yeah, he Luke Bryan was. Uh, oh, I just lost it. Yeah, just under 48. Eric Clapton. Yeah, under Eric Clapton and above James Taylor and Take That, uh, which I found. I, just, I don't understand above this list the at Foo all. Fighters? Like, like look at the look at the top though. They're saying that that the food, that who who is at the top? Was it Taylor Swift? Uh, Rolling Stones, U two, Elton John, mm. Bruce Springsteen, and Madonna. The look okay, at the so numbers. Nineteen eighty. The numbers seem insanely low. 
There's no way Wait, that the Rolling on. Stones only made $2 million from their tour. That's dude, $2 billion. Dude, yeah, dude. Dude, two, oh, you need oh, to billion. look at the number billion. of digits. Oh, <laughs> now who's an idiot? That's a, ah, that's a big number. <laughs> that's a big number. It's an easy mistake. Right. It, you you get word blind after after you like do. seven digits. So once okay. you're into 12, yeah. Uh, you're right. Okay, I see. You're right. Yes. Mm. Yeah. No, they've mm-hmm. sold uh, 22 million tickets. That's an insane oh. number of tickets. Um, mm. But, you're right. yeah, I mean, look. You've got the Rolling Stones, U2, Elton John, Bruce Springsteen, Madonna. All very predictable. But then Roger Waters is number 18. But no sign of Gilmore or Pink Floyd. So I think they must not have taken part in this for some reason. Or their numbers are not known. Um, But it was really surprising. I mean, Def Leppard have made more out of concerts than Iron Maiden. And I would have said 100% the other way around. But I'd be wrong. But you know what? Maybe I'm, it's because of the amount of shows they're doing, though. Right. And you know? Roger Waters has never stopped touring, basically. He tours and tours, whereas Gilmore, it's like once every eight years or something. Because right. I'm looking um, like Garth Brooks did 319, 319 million. But he also doesn't tour like five nights a week, 52 weeks a year. Here's 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 sure. some other takes away for, takeaways from this, though. Uh one like the formative tour of my like teenage years, the Vans Warp Tour is on here at number eighty nine. Right, but go down a little bit further, and we have a, a man by the name of Jeff Dunham here. Right, he's I saw that, that. guy yeah. who does the puppet stuff. He does isn't the puppets. He? This is the yeah. ventriloquist guy. I can't believe that uh, that he sold enough tickets. I mean, th- is he the only comedian on here? I think so he I is. guess he must be a musical comedian, which is how he gets included, right? Uh, I mean, he, I don't know if he still is. I know Brian. Um, oh I've shoot! Got, yeah, I was going to say. Um, Why uh, am I spacing on his name? Brian Hayner. It's not. Yeah, Brian, Brian Hayner, whose um, uh, who, who, son plays a bit of uh, electric fiddle too. I yeah, believe. yeah. Brian Hayner Jr. You might know him as Sid. Uh, Sid Vicious? No, that's not no. He definitely doesn't like wait, Sid what. Uh, what are you talking Sinister about? Sinister Gates? Gates? In, from a, 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 I think seven fins, a Vin Sevenfold, that's it. Yeah, a little band. Yeah, uh, mm-hmm. little bit. Yeah, so he, he mm-hmm. I, I knew his dad kind of played with Jeff Dunham yeah. on that circuit. Both right? of those guys are incredibly talented, like ridiculously. Just insanely. I mean, the fact that Jeff Dunham is only just underneath Genesis which in the 80s were a pretty big band, and it's above Tina Turner, Nickelback, and ZZ Top. Okay, but again, though, maybe Jeff Dunham tours like like crazy, sure. and maybe Bob Seger's just like, ah, I think I'll do a date this weekend, I guess. Why not? Yeah, I mean, th- this yeah, is that's, definitely... That's fair. This yeah, is Britney Spears like seems kind of low. For B- Britney Spears is at 46? But she, she can't have done many concerts because she is... Well, basically, like Michael Bublé is over Britney Spears. This Uh, is. Do you even know who Michael Bublé? I suppose you do know who Michael Bublé is out there. Yeah, he's. Yeah, he comes out every Christmas time. I was getting confused with somebody else, but we'll go. What about? uh, See, I don't. Who's Tim McGraw? What? Who's Tim McGraw? Are you serious? (laughs) Yeah, who's Tim McGraw? I never heard of Tim McGraw. He's an Indian outlaw. Yeah. He half half. Cherokee and Chippewa or something. I forget the words. But Cherokee yeah. and Choctaw. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. 
His yeah, baby's song, a Chippewa, though. She's a one of a kind. I don't think okay. that song is right. like a thing so that he again, sings anymore. Again, I am saved. Some might say that he likes it and he loves it. You okay. know, and he wants some more of it. <laughs> he wants some more of it. You know, <laughs> but he, he tries so hard. He can't rise above it, though. <laughs> Look, you know what? He put, just doesn't know what it is about this, that little gal's love. And, and I'm going <laughs> to put he into likes this it, he loves not it. not a moment too soon. He wants some more of it. say. Um, Samuel Timothy McGraw is an American country music singer. <laughs> well, that would be why I've never heard of him. <laughs> oh, oh, hey, you, you know what? This list actually for a minute. This this list actually says uh, touches on something we were talking about a few weeks ago when I was talking about. I think Metallica is probably the oh, biggest way, band in the world. Way, yeah, the way they are next to well, they're not Bon Jovi are by this. Well, the Rolling Stones are clearly, but in the harder rock arena. Bon Jovi beat Metallica, but Metallica are definitely the biggest selling heavy band, aren't they? Oh, uh, yeah, where's Black Sabbath definitely. on here as well, by the way? Uh, where is Black Sabbath? They're not on here, I don't think. Have they so, been touring? They definitely have. Uh, is Ozzy Osbourne on here? Oh, he is. He's down at 102. They did do some touring, but yeah, obviously not that much. Oh, I didn't even scroll down further. Ozfest I didn't even realize that there was more to this. It's crazy. Bad Bunny is at 127. Isn't that the character in that um oh in that romantic movie with Matthew McConaughey? What what are you in that I mean Brian, you're not known to be an authoritative source of information on any movie. So let me just let you talk away about this movie because you're gonna be making this one right. I, I don't I don't remember the name of it. Matthew good. McConaughey. Oh, good luck spelling his surname, dude. With Bad Bunny. With Bad Bad Bunny is a very, very well known artist outside of the United States, largely. Um Who's yeah. Kenny Chesney? Fool's Gold. <laughs> there you go. Fool's Gold's the name of the movie I'm thinking of. What does that uh, have to do with the bunny? Because that's the that's the villain. His name's oh, his name's Big Bunny. Sorry, not Bad oh. Bunny. Big Bunny. <laughs> oh, played by Kevin Hart. Kevin Hart plays Big Bunny in that movie. Okay. Um so wait, did, now now what ridiculous question did you just ask me? And I asked you who Kenny you? Chesney was. Who Kenny he's Chesney is. He's yeah. just some guy that likes beer in Mexico. Okay. You know? Right. Um, he likes puka shells, uh, thin white tank tops, and straw hats. Is that legal? Yeah. I mean, Trans-Siberian Orchestra. Look at now that. Now we're talking. The Trans-Siberian Orchestra. You must be a fan of them, Bri. Uh, no. No. Uh, no. You don't know Trans-Siberian no. Orchestra? Uh, yeah, I know of them, but, but am I a big fan? Eh, no, not really. What's kind of crazy is that they're at number 21, right? And they essentially only tour at Christmas time. That's all they do. And they're right. still number 21. I'm That's still stuck wild. on how you don't know who Kenny Chesney is. No shirt, no shoes, no problem. Is he related to like, Chesney Hawks? The one and only? No, no. Oh. Okay, Never guys, we have to stop because this is annoying. We're just what, I don't randomly know shouting out artists' names. <laughs> <laughs> all I'm no, going to say, we're, I was we're getting quite surprised to see Andre Ryu at number 20, which means there's a lot of boring middle-aged people in the world and we're none of those because I wouldn't go and see that. It's like, oh, yes, you play some slightly upbeat classical music. Oh, you're a bit wacky with your funny coloured waistcoat. But it's boring, <laughs> really. Stick a guitar on and shred, my friend, and then I'll be interested. 
So I want to pause this because we're 39 minutes in and Brian has a story that I want to hear about that I've been teased about for the last hour and a half. Uh-huh. What's this Guitar Center in Sarasota story? <laughs> what I is forgot. going on with that? I forgot about that. Okay, thank you for reminding me, Blake. All right, so I have family that lives in the Sarasota area. And uh, my family actually are all in bands. Well, the kids are. So mm-hmm. yeah, Red Letter Day is a, well, a band my nephew was in. I think they actually, I think he just joined a different band recently. And then my uh, niece is in a different band as well. I can't remember the name of her band. Sorry, Lauren. Um, but she's going Sorry, to, Lauren would be a good name for a band. Sorry, Lauren. There you go. That's the name of her band. <laughs> I sorry, would like Lauren. that, yeah. Um, so they're, they're going into the Sarasota Guitar Center. And I'm like, you know, I'm like, just, just like mention that we're close family and see, see if the, you can get a deal, right? So she goes in there and the salesperson, never heard of it. Now, this is at the guitar pedal counter. The salesperson had never heard of it. Never heard of him. She's like, really? Yeah. So they talked to the manager. He was like, I've never heard of this company. She said, you have three of his pedals in the case. And he's like, well, I've mm-hmm. never heard of them. Mm. So, I mean, I ended up talking to uh, a much higher up and kind of sorting the whole thing out. But in my mind, like, I'm thinking, if you sell pedals at the pedal counter, you probably ought to at least be familiar with the brands that you carry. You know? Well, see, that's where you're wrong, because uh, as I've experienced a few times, um, I, I, you know that meme uh, where, you know, the guy's going through the Home Depot and the Home Depot guy comes up and he's like, I know more than you. Sometimes that's what I have to do at the Guitar Center pedal counter, because I've been tried I have been attempted to be sold on things that I absolutely did not need so many times. Yeah. Uh, so I just had to, I just have to like go in there and I feel a little bit elitist with that mindset. Cause I know there are some very smart people working at guitar center. I have friends that work at guitar center. Yeah. But, uh, so many times I've been kind of disappointed with the pedal knowledge of the pedal person that I'm just kind of like, okay, I have to remember I am an extra, 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 extra pedal nerd so yeah that's true that's that's been Mm -hmm. hit home to me twice actually in the last month the 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 first time i went to a meetup of all of the students of my guitar teacher and he's been teaching since 1987 so he teaches a very like there were heads of industry there and there were you know people just starting out and some people had been there for 10 years and some people had been there for like three months and all of that and it was really interesting to kind of like hear their views. But also, I kept having to kind of like, when people were like, oh, have you heard of this amp or this? I basically just played dumb after a while. I told a few people, I was like, yeah, I kind of work for a company that owns several brands, you know, and so I know the industry and blah, 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 blah. But it kind of gets embarrassing saying that over and over when people are like, have you ever heard of a rat pedal? I'm like, no, tell me more of this <laughs> mythical rat pedal. The Rat's Bane from Wampler, available now at all good <laughs> online retailers. Uh, so there was a bit of that, but it was awesome, and I met some really lovely guys. But then also, again, when I went to Anderton's last week, as I had my daughter with me, 
half of it was me going and trying stupid guitars, and the other half was her going and trying stupid guitars. And at the point where she went to try stupid guitars, I took on the role of dumb but proud father and just, like, I let him sell me on stuff just to see how it was. And he was like, have you ever heard of a Boss Katana amp? I'm like, oh, <laughs> I've never heard of a Boss Katana amp. Please, do tell me more of this modelling technology you speak of. And, you know, he gave me the spiel. And then I, you know, it's like, what pedals would you recommend? And, you know, all of that sort of stuff. And, like, he, he was like, have you ever tried playing the guitar? I was like, yeah, I tried it once or twice. I'm not as good as my daughter. Uh, so it was interesting. But yeah, it's kind of embarrassing to have to introduce yourself as oh, I sort of work on pedals and amps a bit, you know, uh, but you, you kind of got <laughs> well, That's when you it. need a pair of glasses so you can push them up and go, actually, <laughs> actually, that's not quite correct. <laughs> actually. Yeah, I, might, I might take my reading glasses just but, to do that. Because, but, but I think any time that you want to do that, what you actually come across is, is actually, actually. There's no way around that. Again, and we, we touched on this very briefly, Bry, uh, offline, but um, it was really interesting to go to this guitar meet. And like I said, 30 people of all varying you know, tastes and skills Barely any of them watched YouTube or made their purchasing decisions based on stuff they read on the internet. They would go into shops, talk to people, play the guitar and try things out. And I'm like, isn't it Post wonderful? on the gear page, right? I'm sure they no, post not, on the gear page. They don't post on any page. They're what? like, what's the gear page? Hold on. I was told the gear page is where every guitar player posts their thoughts and comments. Uh, well, they do that after they've posted on, you know, all the other forums and ICQ and MySpace and all of that good stuff. But ICQ. <laughs> n- th- honestly, there is a whole... AOL chat rooms. It's fine. <laughs> there is a whole section. They've got a GeoCities website or something. A whole section of our <laughs> audience, of our purchasing public, that really just are quite old-fashioned. They just want to plug in a tube screamer into a nice tubey amp and, and let rip. Uh, and so I'm guessing these people are the same people that do not listen to podcasts about guitar gear. They don't, although I did mention one or two uh, podcasts to them, namely this one and Blake. So uh, we may get a couple of listeners from them. So if if you are listening to this and I met you at that show, uh, I didn't drink enough alcohol, so I wasn't as fun as I should have been, but it was nice to meet you. Um, and I'm sorry about everything I said. Um uh, and probably also everything else I did, uh, and just sorry for being alive, really. Uh, at this stage. <laughs> I apologize for existing and using yeah. this valuable I wish oxygen. I didn't. Yeah. yeah, I'm just an oxygen thief. No, it's really mm-hmm. interesting. It, like I say, it's ri- oxygen thief. So... That's a good name for a band too. Oxygen yeah, isn't it? thief. I'm gonna yes. start writing this down. Oh, yeah. you're, you're good at this, Blake. Uh-huh. <laughs> Wait a minute, Blake. How come, you're getting the, where, how come you're getting the credit for my names? I came up with Oxygen Thief. I'm, I'm crediting it. What's the band called? Uh, Willie Van Zant and the Oxygen Thieves. Dude, <laughs> yeah. that's a great name. <laughs> the, ox- the, the Oxygen Thieves. <laughs> oh, I want that for my band. Uh, no, it's lovely to know that there's a whole segment, because we are so, like, me and Brian are like, oh, did you see Instagram have changed their algorithm? Yes, I did. We must adjust our content policy. Yes, we must. There's a whole segment (laughs) of the audience that we sell to that don't give a flying fudge about this. Hey, (laughs) hey, don't worry, Brian. I'm I'm getting better. It's fine. I know not to swear on this bit. I'm fine with that. That is true. And it always blows me away, like the amount of people that 
never, ever post or talk about guitar gear, but they go to a store and buy it. Yeah. And yeah. I love Most that. Most people are not going I, to... That's probably either. like almost... Like, I would hazard a guess that that is most people who buy guitars. Yep. So the it question isn't... is, where... The question is really comes down to, how do we reach these people? The, you know the real answer to that is you reach them through the Bullshine, sales force. the energy drink for <laughs> guitar players. Yes, that's how you do it. No, it's the it's the people working the sales floors. It's the yeah. people that actually yeah. interacting with the customers. And, you reach those people. That's how you reach the general public. And, that's and how do you reach the person at at the pedal counter of the store that sells pedals? They're like, I never heard of TC Electronics. Never heard of it. <laughs> I find boss. normally bribery works pedal? pretty well, Bri. If we bribe them with, um, you know, <laughs> gold, jewelry, we, watches. When we send our orders, we just send it with dollar bills tucked inside. <laughs> that that's sort of right. Thing. I write a little note on a hundred dollar bill. I'm like, enjoy this pedal, Mr. Anderton. <laughs> enjoy uh, no. recommending this, uh, Mr. Anderton. It is guitar and is music in general one of the last bastions of magazine uh, validity. Do people still buy with their eyes from guitar magazines? I, I think they do. I'm I, wondering this, you know, especially right now as I'm getting ready to pay for an ad. Uh, yeah, I do sure. wonder this quite a bit, you know? Yeah. I don't think so. I, I really don't. I think the same people who used to buy guitar magazines in mass have now, they're the nerds that, that we are. They're the people that like really seek out guitar and guitar culture. And that is largely, has largely migrated online. I don't, I really don't think that the rates that a magazine charge come like, I think that's just based on historical pricing. I don't think that the, you know, CPM you're getting out of that is, is really anything to write home about. What does CPM stand for for our audience, please, Blake? That's uh, basically cost per a thousand impressions. That's what that means. Okay. So, yeah. Yeah. So, like, like and corn, you can't even really per month. You can <laughs> You get two corn per month, here, boy. That's right. We <laughs> two corn per. That sounds like an Indiana pay rate. Oh, we'll give you two corns right. per month. When I joined yeah. Wampler, Brian told me that it was an industry standard. Custom to pay in corn. Are you telling me now he's been conning me all this time? Because I've got a hell of a lot of corn. <laughs> no, no, uh, that's actually, no, that's accurate. And in fact, Richard, I was going to hire you to do a little work. Um, and I've got some good corn. Just okay. say what can I get for some popcorn? That's what I want to know. Mm -hmm. uh, I got that's my crazy popcorn work. over yeah. here. Mm -hmm. Savory popcorn, yes or no then? Savory? Yeah. How do we go from talking about guitar gear to talking about <laughs> corn flavors? What's your favorite flavor of corn? I like Have you ever tried beef-flavored popcorn? Oh, I don't know about that. It's really good. Are you sure? Salty, beefy. Mmm. I could just eat beef. Wash it down with a cup of bullshine. Mmm. <laughs> oh, here we are I'm talking gonna, about I think we're going to wash this episode down with a cup of bullshine. What were we talking about? Oh, Tube Screamers, the Moxie from Wampler Pedals, available now in all good retailers and some not quite so good retailers. <laughs> <laughs>
That's it. We're getting an angry email over that yeah, one. Yeah, there's from, some angry from, emails coming. Well, there must from, be a not so good e- retailer out there. I mean, I'm one. I sell stuff on eBay, and I'm terrible. Um, I would say there's some. Yeah, there's some retailers that I, especially after being in the business a little bit, I kind of don't buy from. Yeah. Say that. Hmm? There's some I go out of my way to buy from. And there's the opposite. Mm-hmm. There's some that I like. Mm-hmm. I can get it cheaper here, but. I really like dealing with Ryan from GuitarEffectsPedals.com. I totally agree. And, and again, we're back to there is a almost, dare I say, gentlemanly world of guitar purchasing that goes on where relationships are still important. I mean, I bought my PRSs remotely, but one of the reasons I bought them was I had a really good relationship with a guy at um, Chuck Levin's Music Center in, in Washington, I think, um, and 20 years later, I got an email from him because he's now one of our dealers and I'm dealing with him in a different capacity. I was like, you sold me my guitars 20 years ago, my friend. He's like, oh, wow. And I was like, what a small world. But the fact that I remembered him is because he gave me good customer service because buying a guitar is a very intimate purchase. The 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 person who sells guitars well knows their customers, knows what to sell them. Like, if I saw Brian coming in, I'd immediately be sticking a... Uh, all the gold Gibson SG in his hand and saying, come on, get your duck walk on, boy. Mm-hmm. You look like you're an I, Angus Young fan. I do, yeah, yeah. That's that's mm-hmm. what I, I get that a lot, actually. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Whereas mm-hmm. Blake, I'd be handing a, an sense. electro Gurdy to. Uh, actually, did we, did we have the hurdy-gurdy on uh, last week's Patreon? That was last week's Patreon, I think. Yeah. Okay. The electro Gurdy for our listeners is just simply an electric version of a hurdy-gurdy. Uh, yes. And Dragon Patreon inlays if you want to hear by Paul Reed we, Smith. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Oh, the dragon hurdy-gurdy. <laughs> he got so excited about the dragon gurdy. <laughs> he's, he's into these <sighs> hurdy-gurdies. He's really into it. Really I am a hurdy-gurdy man. Yeah. All right, so let's, uh, let me thank some of our, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Executive producers, you know? Yeah. Awesome executive producers. Yeah. Some, some wonderful people that help keep the wheels on the bus, so to speak. Oh, and before uh, you do, quick uh-huh. shout out to uh, a chap who sent me uh, a text. A guy called Seth sent me a text via a DM. It was awesome to hear from you, dude. Uh, and I'm glad you enjoyed it. Thank you, Seth. I don't know who Enjoys you are. Enjoys the show. Yeah, I'm sure you think. All right, cool. Thanks. All right, so let's uh, let's give thanks to Bill Bays, Jake Young from Man the Helm Podcast, Justin Burke, David Tindall, Nighthouse, Dave Trombetti. Shannon Weaver with the band Reduced to Rust. Eric Wilson. Radar Frosted. Michael Freer. Sean Arbo of Gun Street Wiring. Rick Calhoun of Honey Picks. Mm, Honey Picks. DJ Patty F. Dylan Toxtone. Strand. Kevin Harrington. Barry from Grez Guitars. Felicity, who makes the annoying memes. Tom Kelly. Pigsy. Zebo, John O'Neill, Robert Carr, Hunter Hudson, Britt Alexander, Rob Stokes, and Poison Noises co-builder, no, owner, right? Owner, Jordan. Yes, yeah. Jordan. Executive mm-hmm. Noisemaker, I believe, is his full title. There you go. There you go. You're all awesome, every one of you. Thank you so much. We'll see you. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to the Chasing Tone Podcast. As always, if you have any comments, questions, or concerns, you can email podcast at wamplerpedals.com, and I'll personally get your email. 
Email Blake, email info at tonemob.com, and Richard can be reached at richard at wamplerpedals.com. If you'd like to show your support for the show, the simplest and free way to do that is to share this podcast with a friend, leave a review and a rating where you normally get your podcasts. Also, make sure to check out Blake's podcast called The Tone Mob, and make sure to check out wamplerpedal.com for blogs, videos, and of course, guitar effects. If you'd like to hear the post-podcast conversations and to get double the content, check out our Patreon at patreon.com slash chasingfilmpodcast. Thanks for listening. Talk to you next week.